Verse 3, are you ignorant of the fact? Now remember the word ignorant doesn't mean that somebody is dumb or stupid. The word ignorant means to lack the facts. In other words, to not have the information. He said, are you ignorant of the fact that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Now, right there, how many of you know that's the truth? If you're born again, according to scripture, you've been immersed into his death. Is that correct? Whether you understand or not, it says you've been immersed. <clears throat> you've been buried with him in the likeness of his death so that you might be raised with him in the likeness of his resurrection. Right? See, we have a church. We have churches today full of people who are trying to live crucified lives. And that sounds good, but God wants us to live in the likeness of his son's resurrection. Not in the likeness of his son's crucifixion. You go through crucifixion once. You go through this death process once is a God's ideal. And then we're supposed to walk and live in the strength again of his resurrection. But let me just keep going. Are you, verse 3 again, are you ignorant of the fact that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Verse 4, we were buried therefore with him by the baptism into death so that just so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, so we too might habitually live and behave in newness of life. And like I said, Romans is a heavy book. You have to read it and read it and read it and read it. That's what we're trying to do. Verse 5, 4, if we have become one with him by sharing a death like his, we shall also be one with him in sharing his resurrection by a new life lived for God. Verse 6, we know. Everybody say, we know. We know. We know. In other words, this is something he said we're to know. We know that our old unrenewed self was nailed to the cross with him. Now, listen to that. What do you think he means by our own unrenewed self? Well, what it speaks to is, again, the nature of sin. The sin principle, the sin nature, the fallen nature of man, or what other Bible colleges they'll call the Adamic nature after, after Adam. In other words, he said that old Adamic nature, the sin nature, that nature, that, that sin principle that was in your spirit that you were one with by virtue of Adam's fall that Romans 5 talks about, he said, Jesus Christ took that, that nature, that sin nature, and when he was nailed to the cross, that nature was nailed to the cross with him. In other words, this one man's obedience paid the price for the sin nature that's in every single one of fallen man to be taken out of the way. That's what it says in Colossians about how all of this was taken out of the way. We know that our old unrenewed self was nailed to the cross with him, in order. Now, in other words, for a reason. What's the reason? What was the reason that he dealt with the sin nature? We know that our old unrenewed self was nailed to the cross with him in order that our body, which is the instrument, the instrument of sin, might be made ineffective and inactive for evil 
that we might no longer be the slaves of sin. Now, words that helped me a lot when I first studied this is you'll see the word instruments. It's in the King James as well. How many of you know that an instrument, like when you go to church services and there's a guitar, there's a piano, there's instruments. Think about it. The instrument in itself has no power to make music, does it? Does it? Somebody has to play it, right? Right? The instrument is just something that a person plays. Paul says here that your body is an instrument that the sin nature used to play. You hear that? The sin nature would take your body, your physical flesh and blood body, and through years and years of training, it trained your body how to play its own music. <laughs> you have to, and if you can just catch that, your body is an instrument, and it was the instrument of this sin nature. Okay, now just, just stay with me here. Because uh, you've got to hear this. See, your body, remember, is not you. Right? You hear me? I know I talk to this in a lot of different courses, but it's something that I'll talk about in every course if I want to because it's important. Your body is not you. The real you is your spirit. But your spirit lives in that body. And you're not to derive your identity from your body, but from your spirit. This body is just a hunk of flesh that has a mind of its own until you tell it to have another mind. Now, just, I've got to keep reading here. But let me read verse 6 again. We know that our old, and, then, and remember, Paul is trying to communicate something here to the church at Rome, to new believers, to believers. He's trying to tell them what has happened in the past tense. Not what's going to happen, what happened when Jesus Christ went to that cross. The mystery of godliness, God in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. We know that our old unrenewed self was nailed to the cross with him for this reason. In order that our body, which has been the instrument of sin, might be made ineffective for evil. In other words, so that something can happen to break the power that always used the body as an instrument of sin that we might no longer be the slaves of sin. Verse 7, and the word slave. See, we were a slave. We were a slave. We were a slave to sin. That sin nature in us, the Adamic nature in us, it just, of course, it wanted to sin. It would hunt for ways to do things that were anti the things of God. That's part of the nature of fallen man. And to a degree, it's like not their fault. They are of their father, the devil. It's a hard thing to believe, isn't it, to comprehend that every single person out there who's not born again actually has Satan as their father. I don't care how good they are in the natural. They've got the fallen nature on the inside of them. So that's why when they do silly things, they don't think it's silly. They just think, well, that's what everybody does. No, that's what every fallen nature type people do, but not us. Verse 7, for when a man dies, now, now think about how simple what Paul's trying to say here. For when a man dies, he is freed, loosed, and delivered from the power of sin among men. Now, look up at me and let me just ask you this silly question. Every time I teach this, we have to teach it this way. How many of you know if there was a dead man up here right now, 
laying on this table. Let's say there's a dead man laying on that table. Okay? Can you see that with me? There's a corpse on that table. A dead man. How many of you know that if uh, I took some pornographic magazine and opened it up so I could show this guy a picture of this naked woman that it wouldn't really tempt him much? Would it? Why? Because he's dead. He's dead. I mean, you know, hey, check this out. He's dead. You can offer him, you know, all kinds of poison or drugs. Hey, look at these drugs. You want to get loaded? Let's get loaded. Look at, you know, let, you, he's a dead man. If he's a dead man, he's not going to be tempted, is he? Yeah. 